Hey guys, welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. I just wanted to take one minute out to thank our sponsor, which is Subsumption. Uh, if you came here for alien encounters, government conspiracy, and conspiracy theories, this book is the book for you, and I want to share it with you guys. Uh, it's a story about humanity's pivotal position between two warring alien empires. If you enjoyed Ender's Game, Ready Player One, or Amazon Prime series upload, which I loved all of those, then this book is for you. Okay, now you don't have to take my word for it. Take a look at Curtis M., who reviewed this book, who stated Subsumption was exciting, and I wanted to see where this story was going. Luciano is creating a universe that isn't like anything we know. It's a really hard thing to do, and he pulled it off. So, like he said, it's hard to pull off a great story that's brand new, but Luciano has been able to pull it off. Another reviewer stated, an awesome new high-tech way to explore how society might rise and fall. Elements of sci-fi and post-apocalyptic merge seamlessly. If you like the Wool series, this is a must-read. And that's by Quinn O. So, take those words of advice. Go check out Subsumption, which is in the details and description below in this episode and just click on it and it'll lead you right to Amazon's uh, link for it. So go check it out today please and thank you for listening. Now let's go on to the next episode. Thank you. Welcome back guys to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. We are back today and feeling better than ever. We've got a little bit of sunshine out even though it is cold as heck out. But, you know, we're going to take it what we can get out of this nature. And today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the COVID virus and whether or not you think it's a man-made disease or it's just a natural disease. So, I've just been thinking about it. It's been a long time since I really put a lot of thought and effort into the virus. And, you know, I just kind of take it as it comes. I'm happy that we have a vaccine and there's lots of people who are hesitant about taking the vaccine uh i'd be one of them honestly i mean i think that uh there's cause for you know a little bit of concern not necessarily about you know the not necessarily about its, its efficacy and its its uh capability of doing the job i'm more concerned about the fact that they haven't done enough testing on it uh but that's a whole nother ball game so I'd like to talk a little bit about whether or not you think that um, the virus itself is a man-made virus or a natural virus. What is it? I just don't know. Personally, I just I think that uh, there's too much, too much out there to question about it. First of all, let's talk about when it came out. Okay, they state that it, the first origins came out about December 31st, 2019, okay, and that it originated in the Wuhan market, and that it was a wet market, meaning that it was a market that was dedicated to killing animals on the spot and, uh, and, and selling them, right? We don't really have wet markets in America that I'm aware of. Um, I'm pretty sure the FDA would crack down on that crap pretty quick, uh, but that being said, that's what they state is the origin, that's what they state is, is the issue, and uh, that's, that's where it came from. But, what did we have? We had a lot of problems with the Chinese government being willing to state that this, this was a problem. They were trying to 
do what they do in the, in the uh, Chinese culture, which is to save face. What you project and what you show on your outward appearance is more important than the truth in Chinese culture. And that's not me saying that. That's uh, many people who uh, have lived in the Chinese culture and told me that. Um, and that's pretty much a historical fact. Okay, especially from the Chinese government, right? And most governments, they don't want to say that they don't have a control over anything. So what happened was this virus got out of control in China and supposedly spread all over the place, right? So <clears throat> right then and there, we have kind of a conundrum, right? So we have from December 31st to January, basically, I mean, the next day, right? And then it spread all across the globe, like almost simultaneously. Now, I have a question that I want to bring up because I'll state that I was one of the very first people who I actually thought had COVID. Um, because right the exact same time period they stated this thing came out, I started to get symptoms and I actually developed pneumonia right at the exact same time this thing came out and I've never had pneumonia never had lung problems in my life and and I got really sick 104 degree temperature I was in bed for five days before I went to the hospital go to the hospital they don't have COVID tests they don't know what's going on they test me they're like we don't know what what you got but you got you have pneumonia you have fluid on the lungs I said I haven't I haven't done hardly anything I, I hadn't even been working and nonetheless, I had this pneumonia. And so they gave me some antibiotics, and they wanted to keep me overnight, but I was, I was like, no, I can't sleep in hospitals. I got to <laughs> do what you can for me, and then send me home with some antibiotics. And, and so they did, reluctantly, but I was pretty persistent. I didn't want to stay. And took the antibiotics, went home, you know, and then, you know, surprisingly, the next two days after I had antibiotics, I felt pretty damn good. I was still coughing a lot. I mean, I had, I was coughing so much that, you know, I, ba I basically couldn't breathe anymore. And <clears throat> they, uh, the antibiotics basically healed me. So long story short, I got better. And uh, nobody else around me got sick. So did I have COVID? I don't know. But I haven't had any any sickness the entire year, and um, I haven't really gone out too much. Been kind of staying inside and taking it easy, and it don't work that way. Um, so, did any of you guys have similar symptoms of COVID before they stated it came to America? Did you have anything around, you know, the the first of the year, 2020, or did you get sick before? they stated it came out because I'm really questioning whether or not this thing originated in China uh, it could have and it, it very well may have um, but I think a lot of people felt like they were really sick with something similar to COVID right around the same time period they stated this thing came out so that's what I'm posing there now if this thing came out in China did it really come from a bat in a wet market? Or did it come from the Wuhan lab that was 
no more than 10 miles from this area. And reportedly, there were some there were some early reports early on about this thing, about them stating that there were some agents working, you know, cross cross government agents that were from the lab sending this uh, virus bottle, basically a, a sample of the virus, to another agent in the government, and that it had dropped. And they had dropped it in the market or nearby the market. And this is how clandestine agencies operate. They do operate like this. They operate and they go into like markets and public places. It's not, it's not a, you know a movie. It's not you know sci-fi. It's real. Uh, if you listen to or read some of Joseph McMonagall's books, who was a remote viewer for the government. He stated that this is, exa- is exactly how they operated. They operated by sending him to a hotel and then telling him to come downstairs with a, with a newspaper underneath his left arm and sit on the red bench outside of the hotel and and that we will come and pick you up. I mean, this is exactly how they operate back in the day. you know. So who's to say they don't still operate that way? It just makes sense, right? So this is, this is definitely a potential... Uh, Know, real report, uh, something that came out early on, and something that could definitely be real, um, and it, it just makes you wonder, you know, how likely is it that this virus came from a bat, and then it went all the way around the world and was able to, you know, mutate so that it could hit every single person. When we had the SARS virus, uh, you know, in the 2000s, this thing barely made it anywhere, right? They contained it quickly, and it was done. This COVID virus is, like, massively uh, 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 capable of mutating and engaging in many different people, getting tons of people sick. It's way more uh, contagious than the flu virus. Way more contagious, because the flu virus is basically dead this year. But the COVID virus rages on, despite us wearing masks, despite us having social distancing. So this thing is still moving faster and forward than anything else, especially the flu virus. So, and going back to China, you know, what's totally mind-blowing is that they did not lock everything down. They didn't lock down international flights. They didn't even lock down half of their country. They didn't lock down hardly anything, right? They started spraying their streets and they started shooting out this propaganda about them looking like they're actually doing something. But you know what? They were only doing it in the Wuhan province. They weren't doing it everywhere and they didn't stop it fast enough if that's even what they were trying to do in the first place. But they didn't shut down flights. How the hell do you not shut down flights? I mean, my God, man. I mean, if there was a, if there was a pandemic... Can you imagine? I mean, most other rational countries would have shut stuff down, probably other than America, because, you know, Americans just want to do whatever we want. We're cowboys. But you know what's interesting is I looked up when China actually shut down international flights because I thought they would have done it themselves earlier. But apparently, according to Google, they didn't shut them down until they talked to President Trump on March 27th. Look it up. I would have figured, you know... The president of China would have said, hey, yeah, we're going to shut down international flights. we got to stop this. we got to look like we're actually trying to stop this virus. But it wasn't until they talked to Trump that they actually stopped international flights. So regardless of what you think about Trump, he actually was the one that, that said, hey, man, we got to stop this, you know, stop these flights. 
And, you know, I remember early on, you know, I don't, I don't get into politics too much either way. But, you know, I remember early on, you know, Trump did take a ton of flack for shutting down, you know, flights from different countries and people were calling him racist and that kind of thing. It's like, you know, any rational person, you know, that, that's, you know, more of a scientist or believes in science uh, would have said, hey, you know what? Yeah, maybe we should shut down flights. You know, you remember when Ebola happened? And we shut down flights out of, uh, what was it, the Sudan or, you know, one of the African countries where they were starting to see an Ebola outbreak. And then we actually did get somebody here with Ebola to Texas, and then everybody was freaking out. Now, while Ebola is far more deadly than the coronavirus, we got really lucky, right? We only got, like, one person in Texas, maybe two nurses or something like that, and they actually managed a way to keep at least one of them alive um, through some sort of infusion. But that was crazy. I remember when that came out and I was thinking, okay, uh, well, I'm in America. I'm like, maybe it's time to go to Canada because <laughs> I need to get the hell away from this Ebola virus. And But once the uh, this coronavirus came out, I mean, you couldn't even get away from it. Like, the first one was in uh, the Chicago land area. The first person to actually show up with the virus uh, in a hospital, and they tested for it, was uh, in the Chicagoland area. So, uh, you know, right in the heartland. So you couldn't get away from this thing. You know, it, they, were, they, were, they had flown from Wuhan to O'Hare. Well, O'Hare is one of the busiest airports in the world, if not the busiest. Um, they always talk about it being the busiest or biggest or something like that. So there you go. You got... Wuhan virus going through O'Hare, and guess what? Busiest airport in the world, guess what's going to happen? Boom! It's going to explode. So they didn't shut it down fast enough in China, and it just blew up all over the place. It went everywhere, because everybody flies out of O'Hare. So, that being said, how, how has coronavirus affected your life? Have you had fr family and friends that have gotten it? I have. I'm sure you have too. And if you haven't gotten it yourself. So, you know, it, it's affected everyone. It's affected everyone. And, and, you know, people that say it's not real or whatever the case is, they just, they probably don't know anybody that's gotten it or has died from it. But I do. I know, I know people who've died from it. You know, whether or not, you know, the hospital workers were reporting it correctly or whatever the case is, right? They, I've had family members that have died from it. I have friends that have gotten it, so you know uh, it's not it's not fun, it's not good, and uh, you got to you got to take it seriously, uh, regardless. But you know, one one really interesting, humongous, uh, humongously interesting takeaway from this virus is that we have seen basically zero flu cases. I mean, not not exactly zero, but basically zero. I mean, uh, there was a graph that came out from CNN that, uh, you know, regardless of whether or not you like CNN, but there was a graph that came out from them um, that basically showed there was like, I don't know, 1,500 like known cases when by this, this period there'd be like, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of cases um, across uh, America. So 1,500, like that's insane, 1,500. So what does that say? You know, basically we stopped the flu. 
we basically stopped the flu with social distancing, putting on masks. People are still going out. People are still out of restaurants, man. I go to the restaurants, you know, and I do deliveries and, you know, on my off time, I, I'm always trying to make extra dough. So I'm, I'm seeing people. People are at the restaurants. They're not even wearing masks. So we stopped the flu virus, but we have not stopped the coronavirus. It's just that much more contagious and even that much more deadly, but especially more contagious. So that's that's what's really interesting to me personally uh, is the contagion factor. Um, and, you know, there's all these movies, you know, Contagion was one of them, you know, and all these other movies about the virus getting, a virus getting out and becoming a pandemic and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's really fascinating. Um, so just kind of going back to the conspiracy aspect of this, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is it a conspiracy or is it not? That's the question I think that's on everybody's mind is, you know, was this a, I mean, I, there's a couple of different, different factors. One, was it man-made? If two, if it was man-made, was it made for a specific reason? Like to keep people in their houses, right? And I think, like, you know, a lot of people who are into conspiracies, you know, they, they go that route and they say, well, was this thing made to keep me in my house? And, you know, is it is it a false flag or is it a, you know, um, are they trying to hide alien alien ships from coming in and, and so they want us to, to be in our house? That's a, that's a legitimate statement, you know, from different ufologists. People are concerned about the coronavirus basically being a false flag and keeping people in their houses so that they can't see, you know, ships coming in or, uh, you know, or um, the, uh, the spray, right? The, uh, the, the, the chemical, bio, the chemtrails, the chemical and biological spraying uh, that, that the air, aircrafts are doing um, or are reported to be doing. There's a lot of ufologists, a lot of conspiracy theorists that believe coronavirus was made so that we don't see that so there's that so you know there's a lot to this this uh space that we've been in and it's been tremendously interesting so like let's take it to that that extreme right like let's take it to the point where people believe that this thing was created so that we'd stay in our houses if that's the case then they came up with this vaccine now so, is this vaccine part of this conspiracy, right? The vaccine was made so that people could get back out of their houses, right? Get back to work, right? And have a normal life. So, if you believe that it was made to keep us in our houses, well then, they came out with a vaccine, like, immediately, right? <laughs> like, they immediately came out with this thing. And I think that's why we're so concerned about it, is that it just seems like there hasn't been enough time, enough trial, and, uh, you know, we're taking this taking this vaccine, and people are having different reactions, right? And people are, some people have got sick. That's to be expected, I think. Um, but I think, you know, as far as some people are concerned, that, you know, the, the science behind this particular vaccine... Some people find it concerning because it's one of the first vaccines that has the mRNA as part of the vaccine. Most vaccines have a dead virus in them. This vaccine is basically telling our, our body to create a protein 
against this mRNA and it's changing, quote unquote, changing our DNA to, to some degree. So some people are saying, well, it's changing our DNA. We can't have that. That's like a GMO, right? Like the genetically modified, you know, uh, food that we have. And, of course, we found that with genetically modified anything, there's issues stemming from that. Uh, people have issues with, uh, with those, those types of uh, foods that they cause problems and potentially diseases. So it's something to be concerned about as well, something to be thought about. And I think that uh, everybody has a different perspective on this. Everybody has their own ideas of whether or not they should take the vaccine right away or if it should be something that they hold off on for a while until until they see enough people not getting sick or people not have issues with it, right? I think that's one of the biggest concerns for most people, myself included. I don't want to get sick. I mean, if, if you've ever had an allergic reaction to anything, you might be worried about it. You have some concerns. Uh, I think some people, most people, uh, would state that uh, they... Uh, they have some concerns with it. They might believe that the vaccine works, but that they're concerned for their health still. So you have about 50% of the population that is concerned about getting sick or getting the shot, period. That's like, that's fascinating to me because you would think 100% of people would want to take it, but that's not true. There's, there's about 50% of the people that want to take and 50% that don't. And, I mean, it goes from everybody, even police officers. I was reading in the, in the paper. Uh, police officers, 50% of them don't want to take it, and they interact with people on a daily basis. Holy crap. Right? Like, that's, like, fascinating. I mean, that's scary, too, for, for the police officers because, you know, they got to interact with, the, with a lot of people. But 50% of them don't want to take it. It'll be really interesting to see what the government does. Are they going to make people take it? Are they going to force people to take it so that you can fly and have a passport of vaccination? A passport of even travel to travel in your car? A passport to even go into the grocery store? Well, they can't force us to take it, right? They can they can try to say, hey, you, you need to take this because otherwise you're not going to be able to go places and do things. They can say that, but they can't come to your house and stick a needle in your arm. They can't do that, right? Because then we'd have a whole bunch of problems. So I'm not saying don't take it, but I'm definitely saying people should have the right to choose. So in that regards, you know, you have the right to choose. You have the right to make your decision. You have the right to see if it's safe for you. Now, that being said, most of us have been vaccinated and have been healthy and have staved off a lot of viruses, right? I mean, staved off mumps, measles, rubella. Uh, they even have a vaccine for chickenpox now. I'm old enough to where I actually got chickenpox, but some people now are lucky enough to not have to go through chickenpox. Um, and people get really sick from chickenpox too. So like, I mean, there's, there's that to be thought of as well. Like, man, there's so many people that actually had chickenpox, got super sick, and now they don't have to get pox because of the vaccine. So, you know, do your own research, see what's right for you. I mean, I'm hoping that, that it's safe. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get it, but I, again, I, 
I want to wait and kind of see how it plays out, and I will do my my social distancing part. I will I will wear a mask. I will stay safe and, and do use all the precautions necessary so that you know I don't get sick. I don't get anybody else sick. But uh, you know, I, I'll be the first to say that I, you know I'd be a little concerned to take take it first. You know, I think a lot of people just want to wait and see how this thing plays out. So, um, because I think in general, there is a lot of concern about where this virus even came from. So then again, you know, how did we get to the point where we were able to develop the vaccine so quickly and, um, and is it safe? And is it, is it something that's, you know, later on down the line going to cause problems, you know, but you know, that's, that could be said for a lot of vaccines at the same time, you know, that we've taken already. They're already in our body. So there's that, right? I mean, how many, how many of us have gotten flu shots every year and they develop those every year too, right? With every new, new strain. Um, so I think just the biggest difference here is that this vaccine was developed very quickly and it has a little bit of a different science behind it. And I think that might be a concern for a lot of people. So... Anyway, what do you think about this this virus? Was it created? Is it natural? Like the Spanish flu, you know, was natural 100 years ago. It seems like every 100 years there's a new virus that comes through and kills a bunch of people and then kind of disappears. Um, you know, and think about the think about some of those diseases, you know, the Spanish flu came through and then it's gone. But polio probably wouldn't have gone anywhere, you know. It was was here and we developed a vaccine and basically killed that off uh, so you know is this a natural thing where every hundred years or 50 years or 150 years some some virus comes through and kills us and this time because we have the use of social media we can we feel like it's some sort of you know conspiracy but uh, but we're smart enough to where we started taking precautions and we've we've stopped a lot of spread I don't know. I don't have all the answers, right? But I do know that China sure acted super shady, that shutdowns should have happened way earlier from China, on China's side. Uh, I think the U.S. did an okay job. That could be debated, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's so much we could talk about with this thing, right? From did we shut down fast enough to is it real to vaccines to post-COVID, you know, like what's going to happen after this thing is gone? You know, we still have to wear masks and stuff because people still haven't gotten the shot or, you know, uh, we're, we're taking precautions and I don't think masks are going to be going anywhere anytime soon, you know. Um, and that's that's okay by me because, shoot, I haven't gotten the cold <laughs> this whole year. I haven't gotten the flu this whole year. Like I've been pretty damn healthy. So I got to say, you know, some people are anti-mask and whatever, but, you know, I think the masks have really shut down a lot of disease. Um, but, you know, that's up to you, to, to what you decide. Um, I just appreciate, you know, you guys listening in, and, and, and I hope that you guys gained a little bit of, uh, you know, perspective on this. You know, it's my perspective, and everybody's allowed to have your own perspective. Uh, life hits everybody differently and that's kind of one of the most important things I've learned this past year is that I can't judge people too much because I haven't walked in their shoes so this virus has hit certain people differently 
and other people in other ways. And I think sometimes when you don't have it hit you, it's super easy to to kind of say, hey, man, this thing, whatever, it's not even real. Even I said the same thing. I'm like, man, maybe this thing isn't even real. Until, you know, I started seeing people get sick with it and seeing how, seeing how you know, devastated it can, you know, it can, it can be, devastating it can be. Um, so I think that, you know, everybody has their right to their own opinion, and uh, that, that's life, man. That's life in, in a nutshell. Uh, so... Anyway, I hope that you guys are staying healthy, regardless of the COVID, you know, and all that stuff. But, you know, again, staying mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, physically healthy, still getting out, right? You still got to go out. I don't care if it's for a ride. I don't care if it's a walk through the mall. I don't care if it's going to, you know, you know, whatever the case, going to a forest preserve or whatever. You got to get out. You got to get out of your house. Don't stay in your house all the time. Go for a ride. It'll, it'll do you some good. Trust me. Uh, staying in your house too long, like I, I did, <laughs> not good, not good. So, uh, hopefully you guys are following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, you know, continuing to question the universe around you. It's a big universe and everybody's living it in a different way. And that's the beauty of humanity. So anyway, guys, take care until next time. Lockdown universe out.